I couldn't believe it because I actually only started watching it about 20 minutes to go and oh, I flicked God. it on. I looked at the score and I was like, great, Leinster hammered them. And then I saw that it was the other way around. I couldn't believe it. I, I had to call in my dad, my man, look at this. <laughs> Joe presents House of Rugby together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Hello and welcome back to House of Rugby together with Bank of Ireland. I'm Greg O'Shea and I'm here with the legend Lindsay Pete. She's a bit rough today, lads. She won a big cup in the weekend. Yep, we won the All-Ireland Cup. Congratulations. Thanks very much. How are you feeling? Yeah, rough. <laughs> but you still, came in. you still came in, I appreciate I it. I would not miss sitting next to you, honey. Still half cut, I'd say. No. <laughs> um, and beside you, we have a Leinster legend in his own right. Yeah. Yeah. Connor O'Brien, you've joined us. We really appreciate you coming in. Uh, did you come from Mullingar or Dublin today? Uh, no, he came from Coppersville. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, I was with my uh, girlfriend in Kildare last night. So oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. She's out in the car, so she is. She's waiting for you that third. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so it was an early start this morning, but um, yeah, no, it's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, great to have you on. You obviously played, I think, 28 times for Leinster. I was doing a bit of research. Uh, 28, yeah, was it? I think roughly, uh, maybe a bit less. Maybe, yeah, well. Maybe a couple of A games thrown into that. Yeah. Yeah. We count them all. We count them all. <laughs> you played for Irish 20s. You, you went all the way up the ranks. Unfortunately, you had to retire through injury. We'll get through to that at the end of the show. We're going to ask you loads of questions what you're up to now, because I'm very interested to know. Um, but we had URC on the weekend, guys. Yes. Um, it was good. It was good to see Leinster finally get a loss. I love Leinster, but like, Here put a bit go, of them, calm them down a little bit. First loss of the season. Right, sorry, we brought our academy lads. And it was a good loss as well. It was like, what was it? What was the score, Jason? Let me see that smile. Let me see that smile. 62-7. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you want to say it again? Say it again. Like, I kind of want to get stuck into that one straight away, if that's all right. I know we're going to do Monster, but... We'll, we'll do my, my, my Are you so, looking for permission off him? You're so like, absolutely I'm going to go, go to the Leinster man first yeah. and 62-7 they lost against the Bulls yeah. how well I have a question actually how when's the last time we were bet by more than like 50 points does anyone have a stat on that I'd say never has that ever happened before never I'd say wondering. never and what I wanted to look up before Sorry, coming yeah. in was the, so Bulls scored 9 tries against Leinster mm. have Leinster even conceded 9 tries all season no so I can't think well, definitely <laughs> um, like, when, we, when we do things we do things right you know yeah. what I mean when we lose we lose well no, we lose heavy when we win we win well I have a feeling that like it, it, first 13 minutes was grand you held them and then they just came like a wave of South Africans and I have a feeling that they're like lads just lose heavy like so we can just blame it on the second team <laughs> And they all just went down. Yeah, it was a bit fence. easy, to be honest. Like, the Bulls cut through us. Like, some of their rugby actually was exceptional, but, like... Well, in fairness, now, you'll have you played against African sides a couple of, team, a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against... They're big, big men. Mm. Big men. And if they get on top of you early, it's sort of they can play the corners, play smart rugby as well. Yeah. But um, it's, got, it's bound to happen at some stage in, like, a 10-year period when you have two, like, full squads, which Leinster does, that you're going to take a hammer and a hand <laughs> again. Like, it's, it was going to happen, but... That was, uh, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't believe it because I actually only started watching it about 20 minutes to go and oh I flicked God. it on. I thought, I looked, um, I looked at the score and I was like, great, Leinster hammered them. And then <laughs> I saw that it was the other way around. I couldn't believe it. I, I had to call believe. in my dad, my man, look at this. <laughs> it's crazy. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. And it just kept going. But I've uh, played against a couple of South African guys, Kurt Lee Aronsa 
I've played against the centre as well, Stefan Gans. Mm. And when those guys get up and going, it's just so hard to stop them. Scary, like, if you give them time to mm. just start getting oh, some yeah, momentum. They were good. Honestly, it's like chasing shadows. Yeah. And you could see they were just throwing off those, like not even looking, running around the Leinster lads like the Leinster lads are just young boys. Like it was crazy. They are young boys. That's the difference. Yeah. Like they well, are, to yeah. be fair. No, Come on. Max Deegan was playing number eight. He's well seasoned. Oh, sorry. One, one. There fella. was young lads scattered throughout yeah. the Leinster team. <laughs> For sure, but um, no, it's uh, it was a shocking result, really. Yeah, it's as a, in, like I was shocked. Um, yeah. But those lads with that footwork and what you're talking about there, it's like it's nearly non-human, what they're doing. It's the they, they get to the line, they're running at a hundred miles an hour, and their change direction is something I haven't seen now in a while. And then their ability to play as well, because you think South Africans is like direct physical but yeah. they have the ability to throw on the footwork and it's uh, it's scary when it gets going ridiculous like yeah. their back three of Aronson Moody like they were just incredible they played very well it was I hate to say it it was they they were good it they was, were good yeah they were, they were good. very very good mm. some of the rugby they played their running lines the thing is we, we weren't even tackling well like we were letting them get in the offload all the time so we just made life difficult for us and we mm. kind of looked a bit I don't know, we weren't in the fight, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for a while, it was really men against boys, yeah. you know, and I think it'd be a good learning lesson, a good life lesson now for the lads, yeah. but like, it, it'll hurt their ego now. To be yeah, I know, I know, I'm sla- I love Leinster, I'm just slagging, like, because I just couldn't believe the, the last, but w- why do you think that might have happened, Connor? Like, it's just... Like, As I was saying there, it's been, like, it's, it's basically like having another squad of players, and obviously there was so many young lads playing that maybe you have one of those days where just nothing goes your way they start getting on top they're feeling real good so maybe lads are second guessing themselves and it, I, I can't really that's what I'd say the one thing that Leo and Stuart would be most disappointed about is say like losing the physical yep. battle like the, those sort of non-negotiables the mm. attitude stuff that um, get up get off the line get reset quickly get into position work hard possibly I don't think they'd be happy with some of that stuff but other than that, mm. it's sort of an anomaly. It's it's quite uh, a bizarre result, I would say. Yeah. And I would be fearful of the next team Leinster play because yeah. uh, it'll be a, a, like... You just poke the bear now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I yeah. would imagine there'll be a huge reaction, but um, it's not necessarily a bad thing losing a game, but like that, it's... Um, I just couldn't really believe yeah. it. To be it's the nature of the loss, isn't it? Because yeah. actually we've we've chatted a long time, like obviously um, Stormers a couple of weeks ago, they got the they got the draw and they had such a good comeback mm. and we were kind of questioning that but like uh, Leinster never deviate from the game plan mm. and but they did over the weekend and I thought that was the strange part like they always kind of know what they're doing yeah. and that was something I found strange for them they kind of went away from the game plan and they didn't stick to themselves and I, look they the likes of Brian Deeney there Alex uh, Soraka, Soraka yeah. who's just got his first senior contract so yeah. they have a lot of really good up and coming players mm. um, but they just seemed out of sorts now to be honest yeah see I would have initially gone for the excuse that oh it's the B team it's the academy lads but those lads have been playing well all year yeah. like for instance they played Lions away I think was it last, last week, week yeah, and, and they, they came the... back and beat them 39-36 yeah. that same team so I, it just see, they, their prep must have been off maybe too mm. long down in South Africa like I, I don't think we can blame the fact that it was the young squad no yeah they, and they weren't a week on the beer either after the Lions game right so was that it yeah no, most of it no they weren't <laughs> um, that's what I was saying it's just uh, a, a sort of a freak result I'd say mm. yeah. and I just I wouldn't look into it a whole pile it's just it's a bit strange the way it was 55 points when yeah. you did lose you know and do you think 
I was wondering, would Leo Cullen now do a review of that or would they just park it and move no, on? No, they'll do a quick review of it, yeah, but it's going to be park and move on quickly. Yeah. Sumo, they say, shut up and move on. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. No, no dwelling on it. It's just uh, dealt with very quickly and, and move on, deal with the next week. They wouldn't be meticulously going through each phase. No, but they, I, they'll refer to it throughout for the rest of the season, definitely. In weeks to come, in meetings, they'll constantly go back to that game and how it felt. And yeah. Constantly reminded you of, but in terms of the analysis of the game, um, I think it'll be parked fairly quickly. But then, you know, when if we win, then the next game it'll be like, do you remember that game we lost by fifty five points? <laughs> yeah. you know, it'll be fairly. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things. A result like that always sort of sticks uh, with a team throughout the season. Um, in years gone by, say Glasgow, I remember my first year playing. We lost early in the season, and it was constantly reminded about how oh, bad it made us feel. And I would say that this would be another one, especially for that group of players. I don't think it would be. Um, bet into the senior team as much um, because uh, I suppose they can't really relate to it as much. Most of those guys weren't playing, but um, for sure in the weeks to come, it'll be yeah. Monday or Tuesday when lads are feeling a bit good and you know getting a bit confident again to be like, remember that game? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be like when you're celebrating lifting the URC yeah. and the European <laughs> Champions Cup and then yeah. they'd be like, were you part of the Bulls 23? Were you in that team? Get away from those yeah, clubs. Yeah. Yeah, Move away. Like Don't jinx them. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's Alec. sobering. It's sobering. I think yeah. it's a good sobering. It is, yeah. good I wouldn't look a whole lot into it. No. You know. Uh, mm. Nice reset for the for the for the business end of the season exactly. for us when we bring home all the trophies and yeah. we like to think so. talk about it at the end of Well listen, I still think they're gonna win the URC yeah, in the Champions Cup anyway. Like so yeah. it's it's just um <laughs> good to see there's a soft underbelly there somewhere. <laughs> Do you not think Jason shouting in from the back seat there? Yeah, definitely 100%. <laughs> He's like one of them lads on Twitter, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, the troll. Um, so let's move on to the, our beloved monster who fought back to win, not win, sorry, draw 22 22 mm-hmm. away to the Sharks. It was a mad game. I'm going to use yeah, the cliche of a game of two halves. Mm. So Sharks were winning 19 3 at halftime, I think, and then it flipped and Munster won the second half 19 3. Mm-hmm. They won 20, or they drew 22 all, and then both, both went away with two points, which is actually great for Munster. Yeah. If you offered Munster a win against the Stormers and a draw against the Sharks before going down two weeks ago, they would have bit your hand off for it. Like, so, really good result for Munster. But did either of you catch the game? Did you watch the. Just saw the highlights. I, I actually caught the end of it in Cork after the women's game. So I was down there um, at that. So I caught the end of it. Uh, and it was very exciting now in the pub. All the I was down in Cork, so obviously, uh, real monster hub. So uh, no, they look they came well, and we we kind of said this over the season when monsters backs were against the wall, they really come out, and it was nice to see them fighting. Mm. So um, yeah, but mad game, absolutely mad game. It was like it was like a pendulum, you know, swings and roundabouts. But nice to see your your man Conor Murray on the score sheet. Murray did well, yeah. Calvin Nash had an outstanding game. Yes, he Shane Daly well, again. Yeah, yeah. Man, Shane Daly. Very well. Yeah. The two lads, yeah. Mm. yeah. They seem to have locked down those two wing positions yeah, in Munster. Yeah, massive, yeah. But yeah. They're, they're going well. Calvin Nash has impressed me there the last few times I've played. Yeah. yeah. His try was unreal. He went on around Werner Cock, yeah. crubbered down the edge, ran around him and scored. I was like, oh, Werner Cock's not a slow guy. No, he's like, not no, at all. No, no. And he's a smart guy. So do you think Calvin's playing well enough and consistently enough to get into an Irish squad? Well, definitely. I'd be in contention anyway. I think for a, a, a wider squad and get in and show what he can do. I don't know him personally, um, but definitely watching him the last uh, couple of weeks, especially, I think he's been playing well. Yeah. Solid player, like, you know, which is goes a long way. Um, and those res- just back to the result, I think those results, um, while y- you didn't win the game, you know, you come back and draw a game like that, it's like as good as most mm-hmm. wins you'd have, you know, because it's just 
we drowned it out away and it just feels so good and mm. it just uh it's one of those uh, sort of things where you dig deep within you and sort of come out with a result it's it's they're sort of the most enjoyable yeah ones. it was like the monster of old i actually watched it live and they were fighting non-stop yeah, yeah. peter manny was scrapping everyone he actually got yellow carded at yeah. one stage yeah. they were all running in it's punching like head off each it. other and i think <laughs> I was like, this guy has to be doing this on purpose. Like, just get the boys riled he up. He would, yeah. 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 He'd have 100%. to be. Because I'm like, he's, he's basically like a sacrificing himself. He takes 10 minutes in the bin, but the boys are riled up. Yeah. And it worked because not only were they 19-3 down at halftime, I think it went to 22-3 down. Mm -hmm. And then Munster came back and uh, scored all those tries. And they nearly actually won it. So it was held up at the end. Mm. Gavin Coo was went yeah, over. Yeah, I saw that. I got held up and I was like, oh my God, they're going to win this mm. thing. So it's really good for Munster to have that mindset and to kind of pull themselves back in as a cohesive squad going into now the playoffs. But like Connor, do you think they have the ability to actually get to a final and meet Leinster? I presume. Not at the minute. No. Potentially, I, I'm not sure. To be honest with you, it's sort of one of those things where if everyone played at the best of their ability and they were really all clued in, yeah, singing off the same hymn sheet because that's so important. Everyone's on the same mm. wavelength, and mm. you've got a real concise vision and plan for what you want to do in a game and i just don't see that at the minute but there's no the potential is endless there as well mm. they're really good players so there's no reason why not but it is great to see that they went for two weeks in south africa and had those decent results but you think that's kind of the peak now for this season and that's what they'll I build off say next season peak either that's what i'm saying you can never write them off because they no. play off they've good players that have mm. uh, history in the competition as well which is massive yeah so i would never write them off but just on saying off you can say my head or heart i'd say I would never back against them because they always have the ability mm. to win a game. But yeah. it's just a question of whether they can do it this year. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, well, my hopeless optimism for Munster is uh, continuing. And I love now that we're just playing Glasgow. We don't have to go to South Africa again. Yes. So we're playing Glasgow away. And Glasgow didn't play too well against Connacht now on the weekend. They just slipped a win. I think Munster can go over to Scottstown and get a win, guys, into the semi-finals then. And oh, I definitely in. think he'd get into the semi-final. Yeah. And look, before Munster went down to South, South Africa, they were kind of really inconsistent. They they'd had a bad run of results, they had bad performances. And I would have said, right, if you got one win out of the two, it was going to be a good trip for you. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, I think it's going to galvanise them. I think they can really now kick on from here. I think semi-final would be minimum for them, for the URC, to be honest. And See, they've you, qualified now for Champions Cup now. Yeah. Next That's, when you put it like that, it's like... Yeah, then that you know you you do give them a squeak when you you, yeah. put, you break it down to, for the fixtures. It's like I could see them going to Glasgow and winning, and I could yeah. see them, you know, winning um, a semi. Then you know it's it's sort of like that. It's just uh, is that an open draw? What does it go into? I'm now? not sure what semi they're lined <laughs> up with. Like yeah, but <laughs> I just think at the end of the day it's going to be Leinster in the final. But if you got offered Munster to start a season, Champions League qualification yeah. and a URC semi final, you'd bite our you'd bite our hand cool, off. Nice one, yeah. box tick, Graham Roundtree. Well done. Move on to next season because hmm. there's been a lot of chopping and changing in the Munster squad. They're still figuring it out. They're after going over to Mullingar, mm. over to the O'Briens to get one of their sons to play. They got, your brother just signed, didn't he? Son of Mullingar, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Son of Mullingar. Yeah. Sean O'Brien, yeah. As the English commentators call him a Galwegian, uh, which he's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's over in Exeter now. And they're obviously prepping for a Champions Cup semi-final. So he's going to Munster, yeah. So it'll be an interesting one having him back in uh, on home soil and getting to go over to a few more games. Yeah. I didn't get over to Exeter as much as I would have liked to. So um, I'll get to go to Sunny Limerick. For yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Only be putting on a Munster jersey um, in support. No, maybe just a little red top or something now and again. I'm not Nothing. sure. <laughs> I ha yeah, I wore Exeter gear over to the Exeter. Okay. It's not the same. It's so, not the same. Yeah. 
I'll wear red. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be a compromise, would it? Yeah, yeah. You just get away with it because it's your brother, yeah. I think. Yeah, fair enough. I could wear some, maybe wear one of his previously worn jerseys so it wouldn't look as well yeah. now. He was over with Jack Dunn, actually, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lockout as well, Lockout. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a bit of an Irish contingent. Yeah. Witten as well is from, from the north. Um, who else is over there? I'm definitely missing out on one or two, but yeah. there's a decent Irish... It's a nice place, Exeter, as well. It and is. A good yeah. club. Like, it's sort of got that AIL sort of feel to it because it's sort of... They sort of worked their way up through the, the ranks yeah. and they got, to obviously, to massive success and the, the real sense of community and yeah. the people there. And it's just... It's a very nice place. It's I like proper it. rugby club. Yeah, like, it is proper it? Yeah. There's a couple yeah. of the women over there. Yeah. <clears throat> Lena Maloney's there, Laura Sheehan, uh, Edel McMahon. Um, so they yeah. actually won their semi-final of the cup because uh, they have cup now at the minute until the six women's six nations is over so right. um, yeah and Kleena was saying like she would have shouted to, to Jack they kind of cross over not a lot mm. more um, they would have had nights out with the lads fancy dress the last one I heard but <laughs> we, we leave it there we won't <laughs> give any stories but uh, it seems yeah it seems very nice club yeah. um, and it's very rural like it's like kind it of is a, it's mm. a great stadium Sandy Park I've played yeah. there a couple of times good community it is a really good club so how's your I don't know how much in so we're allowed to get off you but how's your brother feeling about making the move back to Ireland excited I would say more than anything else obviously it's a tough sort of decision to make uh, come back uh, mm. home but I think it's the right decision to be honest um, mm. if you look at the opportunities in the centre in Exeter versus Munster like it, it, they're quite similar but obviously with the departures from Munster and stuff it's looking like the, the opportunities might be uh, available more in, in the midfield in Munster but um, he'll have to work harder than ever to try and get in as well. So it's, yeah. it's, no matter where you go, you have to work hard. And he um, he has a lot to prove, I think, because he's 24 now, 25 in May, and um, he wants to just get on with it and, and get, I suppose, showing people what he can do. So he's definitely excited. Yeah, and I'm presuming there's kind of at the back of his head, like you need to be playing in Ireland to play for the Irish team. Yeah, and obviously he's going to try and get in the Munster team first. But, but he's a back row, isn't he? <laughs> no. Is he? What is he? Oh, he's a centre. Sorry, center. sorry, I beg your yeah. pardon. Sorry. As big as a back row, but plays in the centre. Uh, that this is all the confusion because there's been four Sean O'Brien's professional. And players. you know what? I watched the Champions Cup semi final, yeah, we so I'm sorry. I know. I don't no, know why no, it's I said grand. that. It's um, I mean, the commentators in England say he's from Galway. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> I don't know nearly why he's playing in the centre. He's normally a back row, but no, he's a centre. Um, and then there's the Tullow Tank, Sean O'Brien. The, yes. Obviously, the, the defence cut or the. Yeah, his defence coach in Leinster. Yeah, coach is Leinster. Yeah. And um, then the back rower from, that was Leinster Academy, uh, Sean O'Brien. From yeah, no, because I was so like, geez. Sean O'Brien's Sean O'Brien, is that Sean the Sean O'Brien, O'Brien play for Connacht? No, that's then the, 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 retire, the retired Sean O'Brien back rower from Connacht, who's oh from Galway. God. So that's the confusion. Yeah. Maybe he should change his name. Two of them are red-haired. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of them's from Carlow. I don't know, there's just... Yeah. I'm sure if you went down into some of the academies, you'd find another Sean O'Brien in one of them. Oh, as well. from the sure Midlands, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Well, I'd like... related as well. I guess, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll publicly uh, apologise. Uh, but oh, it's look, still it's... a tough no, no, position right. to come back, isn't it? The centres, especially, 100%, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no easy, there's no position easy in any club, really, but especially in the provinces in Ireland. No. You'd never be like, oh, it's a great time to be a blank, you know. Yeah. yeah. A well, I do think I do think there <laughs> is a centre position up for grabs in Munster for next season because Fekito is leaving. Mm. Chris Farrell unfortunately had to leave as well. Mm. Uh, Frisch has kind of put his hands on that thirteen jersey, but he does. He's not like John. It's not like having a Brian Driscoll or Gary Ringrose. Like yeah. you could fight him for it. There's Alex Nencavelli coming up from the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. yeah who? So he's obviously coming up. Mm. Going to put his hand up. Mm. Your brother's coming. 
Like Dan Goggins leaving as well. So that's like there's a lot of moving parts. Who's gonna play twelve? Yeah, do you sure. know what I mean? There's Roy Scannell's still there, he re-signed, but that's definitely up for grabs. The mm. preseason in Munster, those centers. Yeah. Like any centers listen, lads. You gotta don't have a heavy June. Get back and ready. <laughs> I'm telling you. Start early. Start early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the extra runs because it's up for grabs there. The wings are kind of sorted daily and Nash have them, but um yeah, there's definitely something up for grabs there. Okay, moving on to Glasgow and Connacht. Yep. They're playing over in Scottsdown. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Glasgow won 29-27 in the end. It was a good game, very back and forward. Um they they did all right. Like Glasgow came out of the blocks quick. You Jones scored an early try. You Jones is class. Yeah, you ever he played is, against yeah. him. Yeah, I have. Yeah, good yeah. player. Um, very elusive. I would say he's uh, his footwork's very good. Uh, runs very aggressively. So it's quite hard to like if you can get lucky and pick his line every time you'll tackle him and whatnot. But then all it takes is one time for him to cut you open. So yeah. he's a good player. But I, I like marking him as well. I think. Um, just he plays quite man on as well. So like there was a couple of times when I played against him, you were able to take him on the outside and things like that. Yeah. Um. So I I did enjoy. It was a good battle, like you know, yeah. between the 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 two of us. He was mostly at thirteen. I was mostly at twelve. But um, still found ourselves in each other's channels a couple of times. Run those hard lines. He's a very he's a good player. Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of runs the back line for them. If months months are going playing Glasgow now in two weeks' time, I feel like they need to really stop yeah. him. Mm. He'd be the key. Yeah. He's, yeah he's, and he had a really good. Uh, Six Nations with Scotland as well. He did. You know, he's full of confidence now at the minute, so. Yeah, and I would have Tom Jordan is pretty decent as well. He got a try in the weekend. So uh, Glasgow, yeah, they they did what they had to do, but not the Glasgow of the whole season. Like, they definitely were a bit shaky. But but kind of coming to Scottsdown, they had six wins in a row. They're going for the seventh. Mm. So Connacht were in good form and they played well. Jack Carty was kicking really well. Keen Prendergast played at eight, which was interesting to see. Yeah, Yeah, played at eight, scored a try. Um, I didn't know he was able to play eight, so I thought he was just an out and out six. Mm. Uh, no, I think he's he's been in and out. he has played there before, but like once or twice you're talking about, but mainly he's obviously played at six. Um, yeah. But no, I think we probably looked at that. It's always a tough Glasgow, are very strong at home. So mm. always are. Yeah, they always They're, are. You know, and Connacht again have had a really good run of wins. Um, but it was kind of they they did well, but I didn't expect them to win. If I'm honest, to be you know like Glasgow are so strong at home, and yeah, it was going to be a home win. So now Connacht did well. I think they've come good at the the latter part of the season. You know, yeah, and Munster did Connacht a favour by getting a draw. Yep. with the Sharks, two points kept Sharks there in the eight position, kept Connacht safe. They got their losing bonus point, which was ideal. Um, but they were missing Mac Hansen, they're missing uh, Bundy. Bundy, yeah, mm. and they're too big. Like they played well last week. Yeah, you know they were so included. Bringing those two lads back in, and they're going off to play Ulster in two weeks' time, which is a tough fixture. That'll be fiery. Yeah, what'd mm. you make of that one, Connor? Again, you're talking about Glasgow being good at home, and then you go to Ulster. Ulster are very good at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I couldn't see Ulster losing that, but it, it's it's one of those things as well. Like that Connacht result, I, I didn't catch the match, but that's a very that's quite a good result. That's an, yep. quite an impressive result just to you know get within that of Glasgow. I know I'm not saying Glasgow are world beaters or anything, but very hard place to go as we were saying. Mm. And I think they'd take confidence in a lot that uh, a lot of um, what went on in the game mm. and take that into Ulster. I would say, yeah. Uh, so it's not like a negative per se. It's sort of like. Uh, take the learnings and we keep the momentum going try not to like oh this is you know mm. our season's done now sort of thing I'd say keep it keep it moving in that direction the right direction because yeah. obviously there were six of the last seven results have gone their way so 
I'd be sort of focusing on the goods rather than the bads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've played in plenty local derbies, and the, this is cup rugby, this is knockout rugby, yeah. quarterfinal of the URC. Mm. What will the mindset be like of the Connacht lads going up to Ulster and vice versa? Just even playing like another province in a knockout game, is it just that next level again? Because you're playing against boys you know. Yeah, well, it's it's familiarity. So, like, you always play slightly different when you know kind of the person you're marking, the team, how they're set up, the environment. And that sort of gives you, it sort of, it relaxes you in a way, but then it builds the pressure in terms of you can, there's even more clarity of thought with regards to what you need to do, um, you know, the direction of the game, your surroundings, like I was saying, the players that are there, you sort of know the movements mm. a lot better than if you were to go down to South Africa and play a game against the Bulls or something, for example, yeah. like that. So it's sort of a, it's a tricky one because you get, you, I think I always got more excited for the local derbies because a, it's a local derby mm. and also because you usually know the other person you're marking and you know, the, you're, it's just familiarity. You just yeah. know um, it's you're not as thrown into the deep end as, as you normally would be playing against a team that you haven't have never played against before. So of course. I would say it's exciting rather yeah. than, but obviously then it comes with that, then it comes pressure because obviously you want to win more than anything else. Of and course, so the Irish selectors are watching exactly, like, yeah. yeah. So it's big, it's big. It's basically a trial for the Irish games, team. Definitely. definitely. Who was your favourite province to play against? Um, or did you have one? I'd say... Probably the, like the toughest one is to go to Munster or go to the yes, come on, play. Um, come on, Tom. <laughs> I enjoy playing against Ulster. Ulster was always a good yeah. game, you know. And um, Connacht, I was always for some reason when I played against Connacht, I was always like out in my feet after about seven minutes. Sports so, is a hard yeah. place to go. It's it's yeah. so hard that they just yeah. seem to play a very expansive rugby, yeah. and I was just yeah. chasing shadows. From well, I don't know what the new pitch actually. Did you ever play in that? No, new I never played. The yeah. New, no. yeah, that old pitch was crap. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, was it always. Was. Uh, everyone always says how windy it is. Yeah. <laughs> Like so <laughs> and wet, so and the, cold. You so run wet. across that sand, the dog track onto the pitch. You're like, oh my god, I'm in the depths <laughs> of the country here. Get me out, jumping over greyhounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, someone hit me up with a stat, and I, I don't actually have the stats. That's sort of useless. What I'm about to say, but uh, about go, the conduct yeah. kickers that. Uh, they were never able to like practice because the weather was so bad. So like you can't actually like learn to kick, kick it as a normal, like say if you're kicking in a vacuum, you know, yeah. you'd be able to like practice your technique and whatnot. Yeah. But the fact that it's so windy and wet all time over there that like you just never be able to like hit the balls. <laughs> There's no like. They never get to that. practice. That probably. was so loud down at the pub, like over a pint, like sort yeah. of this pint telling me that. So there's no truth. It's it not like they have any indoor pitches or anything. Yeah. 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 Well, we'd have to ask Jack Carty, maybe get him on. No, I yeah. know Jack. He's Great yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good kicker as well. Tough player. fixture going up to Ravenhill though. So oh, yeah. Ulster, like. And Ulster are coming good. Like John called, Cooney it's started. Ravenhill? It's Kingspan. It's Kingspan. It's Ravenhill. It's like Lansdowne Road. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Kingspan. Kingspan. I thought it went back to Ravenhill and Kingspan. Anyway, Doesn't you know what I mean. Yeah. Up the north. Yeah, they've made it a fortress now and they're kind of, they're back really playing well. Um, there was something in the media about, I don't know, someone, you know, not not all is well in the dressing room, but I didn't see Seems that now. Seems fine to me. Seems there, fine yeah. to me. John Cooney's back. Uh, Doe come off the bench. Um, uh, Robert Balakoon was there starting on the wing. Uh, Jacob Sockdale mm. got a try. They had some lovely interchange. So they had some really, they were back to themselves. Like they were really, like, chests were puffed out. They were full of confidence. So Yeah, they, won they beat Edinburgh 28-14. Yep. And played was, really well Edinburgh came out of the blocks fast as well similar to that mm. Glasgow game where Bennett 
an unbelievable player, by the way. Have you ever really played against player. him? No, I never played against him. Oh, man. Good player. He's class. Yeah. I think he's so underrated. Every yeah. time he plays, he's incredible. Mm, like, really solid. He's that outside very, bounds. Very he also has an Olympic medal, I think. He, Does he? Uh, from Rio. He played with the GB7 team. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, cycling when he was No, no, yeah, the GB7 <laughs> team. Okay. Don't know if they were silver or bronze, but yeah. So he's fast, plays in the centre. So he... Uh, early on, went on the outside and threw it back into uh, Darcy Graham, and just I was like, "Oh, oh here we go! Yeah. Now it's going to be a good game." game. The Nuts just pulled it together. Balakoon and Stockdale linked up lovely. They're both moving very well. Very well. I mean, actually, obviously, we've chatted about Jacob and when he got back into the Ireland squad, and he definitely did himself. He put his hand up over Indeed. the weekend. I think, yeah, he was. But do you think it's a race against time for Stockdale to get back? Yes, into I think. Like we said, there's so many wingers like the likes of Mac and James Lowe. So I think he'll be possibly relying on either a drop in form which I don't see happening or an injury to get in there and yeah. then once he gets in <coughs> excuse me I think he'll stay there but right now I think he's really on the fringes unfortunately what's Shane Connor the old back three of Ireland all it takes is one game one game is all you need to get yourself mm -hmm. into nearly a starting jersey for Ireland yeah. and it's so mad because if you think about it if you play so well in say the URC final URC semi-final or something like that and you score four tries <laughs> man of the match you, how can you not pick someone yeah. like that yeah. that has a history of playing at that level it's bizarre how it works isn't it because like if you it's all about peaking at the right time and i was never able to do it because i was yeah. always injured at that time but yeah. timing is everything the old saying goes mm -hmm. but like all it takes literally is one game and yeah. it's mad and sports so fickle as well like that it's like people yeah. forget about past performances and all they want to do is win now and if someone's playing so good that they can't be dropped or they can't be not be picked yeah, it's that age-old phrase. Yeah. Uh, the best ability is availability mm. when it comes to rugby. Like, yeah, because everyone's able to play. It's just being ready to go exactly. and being in the right position at the right time. Yeah. I just think like there's so many good players playing on the wings in in Ireland. So it might have to come down to an injury as well. Yeah, and I think he needs yeah. to stay injury-free. Yeah. Like he, oh, he sorry, yeah. Jacob needs to stay injury-free now. Yeah. Like he just needs to oh, continue on the run. Yeah. Like because mm. he's obviously had such an, like. Like obviously prior to the the streak he's on now, he was obviously out for so long. People, I forgot about him even to be fair, yeah. because there was so much happening and so much success. But I think yeah, you're right. It just comes down, I think, to just a small gap in the door to get himself in. And if he can get himself in, I don't think he'll look back. And uh, he's doing all he can do. Like he is playing really well at the moment. He's an obvious choice to cover fifteen if Hugo goes down. Touch wood. Hugo, don't go down, please. Don't go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that would probably be like oh, Jimmy O'Brien can obviously do it. You know yeah. Jimmy very well. But yeah, Jacob could do that as well. Who do you think? Or Mike Lowry's there as well. Who do you think is that person that could cover Jimmy? I Hugo. Think, yeah, <coughs> Jimmy, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Jimmy's as well good enough to start, so it's it's tough to like say. But um, obviously, having so many. He has so many different tools because he can play, I think, probably every position. Play Reasonably every. comfortably play nine, I think. I nine to 15. To, yeah. If you needed to. <laughs> uh, every other position, yeah. But it's bizarre. Like, But that's just the guy he is, isn't it, really? He it is, yeah. Um, he can do everything. Yeah. He's um, so nonchalant about it as well. <laughs> he is. But yeah, no, it's like when you're looking at someone for cover, it's sort of different because then you're so kind of saying, like, who's going to start? So then who are you putting on the bench? Because say, say if I was playing in a team... I wouldn't be a very good choice for 23rd man or number 23 because like it's sort of just pigeonholed center yeah. Um so you want a guy that can cover like so many different yeah. positions and at a good level it's not a big ask you know and jimmy's perfect like, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's nearly uh, to his detriment though that he's so versatile jimmy yeah jimmy. but then he is good enough to start in one, one of those positions as well so yeah i'm sure he started know. 13 against the world exactly. champions and played incredible yeah, and they won the thing. game yeah 
it's just such a weird scenario to be yeah. and just be so talented. <laughs> like, That's the thing. Yeah, and sure, his performance the last day against Leicester like was yeah, unbelievable. Unreal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that he can come in off the bench as well, like nothing deters his... He just does what he does, doesn't he? He mm. just he just knows what he he does well, and he he looked like he really enjoyed himself in that semi final yeah, or the quarter final. Sorry, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up against Leicester. I had a question for someone that's been in the Leicester camp. Do you know all these out the back? Uh, yeah, you've someone coming short, someone out the back, or like when Harry Byrne threw it back inside the Jimmy against Leicester, and he went through that gap, mm. and all these little mini plays that you're doing are they pre called, or do you just always running them, and you just who's like who's making those calls? Um... So sometimes they are. Yeah. So you'd have like uh, a lot of the times with Leinster, you'd have like a three kind of play, f three phases play. So from a line out or from yeah. a scrum, you'd have like hit up the midfield and then everyone knows what they're doing. Second phase coming around the corner, third phase coming back or, you know, keep going the same way kind of thing. Or first phase could be wide. Or, so from that point of view, if it's close, I would say if it's close, for, close um, out from a scrum or a line out, I'd say it's pre called mm. and then if it's sort of like going nowhere going nowhere and then you see something that happens and it's like that's like an inside ball or the one you're talking about there is reasonably easy to call and um, because it's sort of like say it, myself Lindsay and yourself or the ball's coming from the left hand side it'd be just Lindsay putting up her hand you're running short like it, the call would say it'd be yeah. blue or something like that yeah she puts up her hand that's where the ball's going and, and you're automatically know that that's the the line you're hitting and mm. the 10 is always out the back of that shape anyway so it looks like a very you know pre-rehearsed move mm -hmm. but it's not the most difficult thing to do yeah now the ones that i don't know if you were talking about the one uh ireland against france i think was a hugo that ran in on yeah. that one yeah like that was pretty cool. yeah like because you're just like doing those turns and yeah like that's that's pretty cool yeah. that was that was cool and that was pre-called off a counter-attack so they obviously identified that yeah, beforehand they would have yeah yeah which is bizarre but Leinster I just think do it better than anyone else these out-the-back plays and those inside balls mm. and it just you just make it look so easy where other teams try and do it and it's just a bit clunky and they're dropping mm. the balls where Leinster mm. do it perfectly every every time whether it's Tyg Furlong or Hugo Keenan and is that because you're just repping it out every week yeah, I think as well, because like you're dominating a, most of the time when that stuff happens is it's you're coming from a position of power or dominance, like which is what Leinster experienced for most of the games, most mm. of the season. And you kind of play with that. Uh, the, the shackles sort of come off a little bit more. Now, you, on the flip side, you could say that when you're losing, getting hammered, you can just start trying loads of different stuff. Mm. But then it tends not to work because, well, you're losing anyway. You're in that position for a reason. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> it's sort of. I would say it's probably kind of a little bit of pressure is taken off. But then I with confidence, I'm, I'm counter arguing myself now yeah. because I'm like, th there's pressure on you the whole time because, yeah. I mean, there's someone coming behind you mm. and there's probably someone in front of you as well yeah. um, in that Leinster dressing room. So I'd probably leave it down to that. Just the, the talent that's there is very good. We would do a lot of practice that we would have i would have done a lot of the practice of um like every monday morning there'd be like a skill session which would be mostly offloading yeah. and stuff like that so there is a lot of work done Stuart would always say you know play with your heads up and i'm not going to tell you what to do kind of thing you know if you offload just be in control of the ball don't be like throwing a blind you know as yeah. you're being tackled some mm. throw like he you know go through you for that but if it's on play it and he trusts your ability sort of thing mm. so people do have the confidence to yeah like if they're professional rugby players as well you'd expect that they have good skills and the lads that might not have the, as good as skills just wouldn't do it then as well so people mm. know they're 
know their uh, their abilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so make sure. I suppose just also being part of that environment. So you're playing at confidence level that no one else is because you're the best mm. club team in Europe. And also, I say you're all pushing each other on. So if I'm seeing mm. Conor Bryan and Jimmy O'Brien and Gary Ringo's doing it every Monday morning, I'm like. Oh, you really got to sort out my catch pass here. Mm. It probably has to be that because Munster aren't doing it as cleanly or Connacht or Ulster or any of those teams. So, um, yeah, Leinster are definitely uh, flying the flag in that front. They do. Um, and they seem like you enjoy, like you enjoy what you do. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you're able to express yourself. And I think when you're, the shackles are off and you're allowed to just play, I think that yeah. brings a difference. Plus you, when you rep out so much you, and you spend so much time together, you know everyone's idiosyncrasies, so you just know what you're mm. going to do. So mm. there's a there's a connection there, yeah. and that's that's essential. Now, why it doesn't happen for the other provinces, there must be something different. Um, maybe that's the competitive... Just level of coach and level of player, I presume. Well, yeah. That's, most, that's the only difference I can really put my hand on. Like. Do you think... Actually, this is, brings us on to a good point. Stuart Lancaster, obviously, yeah. now um, is leaving, and uh, Nina Barr is coming in. Do you think there's going to be a big shift or do you think, like, is it going to affect Lancer to change in coaching considering what he has done over the last number of years well, in his tenure? Definitely there'll be an effect. Yeah. Like, he lose such an important cog in mm. the wheel because he's the tra- he's the trainer. Like, so he tra- yeah. he would have trained us um, in the old-fashioned sense. He was our trainer, yeah. you know. Um, and I don't know what the arrangement is if they want to keep the blueprint that Lancaster had with regards to how we're trained and our mindset is. Yeah. Or if they're given... What is it, Connor? Tell everyone what the blueprint is. Don't tell them a thing. I can find out, though. <laughs> no, I, I we don't nearly know. got the lens of the blueprint going. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah, here's a secret. We're selling um, it. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know if he's going to be allowed to do whatever he wants and yeah. put his own... I would presume part of his negotiation would be I do it my way. Yeah. Um, with but you have to play in the Leinster ethos is under mm. the you know you can't go in and start doing crazy stuff either yeah. so it's I would say they'll see a, definitely there's always going to be an effect though, course, massively yeah. but it's just a question of what the I suppose what sort of scope he has with regards to his playing style training style um the attitude of the players um the mindset and because that's always one thing that Stuart always had in us is that we need to train like dogs and yeah. play like training's harder than matches nearly you know that's the yeah. way it always was and like I would imagine that that's going to continue as well even when he le- leaves because yeah. the attitude is you know you're very humble there on a Tuesday morning every time <laughs> like it's just and his know. relationship I would assume with Leo Cullen is very good yeah yeah, really yeah. Good, yeah. so he was really good at that sort of he knows um who does the like he he knows I suppose limitations each player's limitations and coach's limitations and what they're good at and he just lets he has the um he has everything in place that everyone can do their job yeah. and he trusts people to do their job so he's very good at that very right. good at delegating that yeah. and making the hard decisions then as well so I I you don't really appreciate it until you step back and see so many of the different moving parts and it's it's like a CEO of a company you know yeah. you have to manage a lot of different things yeah. and he's, he's very good at it yeah Jacques Nienbar is a great sign I I played under his coaching regime at Razzie for two years and the man is just built different mentally like yeah. he is, he's all about mindset and funny enough him and Razzie have been together for years it's the first time they're separating as a coaching staff so Jacques was like a 
S&C coach and then he qualified as a physio mm. and then he started learning the, the rugby route. So he just came with Razzy each time, each team Razzy was with, he brought Jacques with him. And it's funny, as he was learning to be a rugby coach, he was also qualified physio. So he was on the side of the pitch as the physio for the team <laughs> was for, it, yeah. for months. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's running mad. on with water as the physio, but he's the coach. Like, it's just, it was <laughs> outrageous. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Felipe coming out and uh, doing, the, That's <laughs> doing the head injuries. Like he's there like testing your head and telling you, because he's obviously a doctor. Yeah. Like it's mad, isn't it? It was so <laughs> smart out of them. So he's, he's trained him up from being just an S&C and physio to mm. the head coach of South Africa. Mm. And then Leinster, that just shows the caliber of Leinster to pull a head coach of the world champions back to a club, being a club coach, which is just nuts. But the thing with Jacques is I remember the first week he was in coaching in Munster, he brought everyone for a rocking session, right? <laughs> Stop. And rocking. And he, he was like, <laughs> he was he brought everyone in a huddle before uh, doing the first trail. And he goes, hands up who here has a daughter. And some lads put up their hand. Hands up here who has a wife. Same thing. Some lads put right. up their hands. Hands up who has a girlfriend. So eventually everyone had put up their hand, right? Mm. And he goes, all right. So when it comes to rocking, he's like, I want you to imagine that your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend is on the far side of that rock and the other team are doing stuff to that. I'm not yeah. going to say it on podcast, yeah, but like doing stuff that would be criminally uh, sanctioned. And that's the mindset you have to have when it comes to rocking. He's like, you do anything you can do to get through that rock. And that was his first week in. Oh. I was like, this lad is means business. So I think Leinster will be OK. I think it's a good sign. And, yeah. And he's going to come in. He's, he's going to put his, his own stamp on it. And I presume as he's worked his way up the ranks to being South Africa head coach, that he's learned even more. And he's finessed that. But uh, mm, it's first, some some signing. First preseason game, then Munster went out and got 14 red cards. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The rocking drill went down well. It's yeah. the controlled aggression then is the, other, is the problem with South Africans. They always just have like a hate against the other team. Did you watch that uh, Rising Sun documentary? No, yeah. it's meant to be very good. Which one's that? When South Africa, the build up to winning the World Cup. Mm. Oh, no, I didn't watch it. It's, yeah, so, it's, good. it's yeah. meant to be so good. Yeah. And they meet Japan in the semifinals or something. Maybe it's the quarterfinals. Mm. And yes. they have no reason for hating Japan. <laughs> And it's in the what documentary, you see it. So they went training <laughs> for like a team run or something. And the little Japanese lads that were helping them out were like late with the water and didn't bring them water for ages. And Razzy got so pissed off. It really made up this reason to hate them. Said they want us to be hydrated. They dehydrated. They don't want us to win. They're like effing us up. And yeah, like they yeah. came up with a reason to hate the Japanese. Just out of nothing. And it worked. And it worked and they yeah. won. So uh, I'd be interested to see how that goes into Leinster because I feel like the Leinster lads are a bit more chill than that. Mm. They're a bit more finesse. They come out of their lovely private schools. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but then they've had, like Stuart wouldn't be any of that. You know, he wouldn't take any nonsense either. So I think, yeah, I think they'll be well adjusted to that hard mentality as well mentality. to an extent I, I'm, I'm not sure what he's like so i i, I can't say to that mm. what the level is i don't think that rocking drill would uh, Crazy, indicate maybe a step up but <laughs> it'll still be i mean we've had some sort of exposure to that they've had some it's a new level of crazy it is it was yeah, nuts. we're gonna take this thing up yeah. a notch That's <laughs> my thinking is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> comes into the team room, yeah, just, yeah, flipping stuff, holds in the wall. What happened though was everyone started fighting in training the first couple of weeks. And they had to oh, like calm it down. Yeah, like, that's because you, know you just start unleashing chaos. It starts getting a bit out of hand. Like, because yeah. if he, if he say that mentality is like, okay, if lads are going to get into that mindset, like you need to keep a lid on this because lads are going to go crazy here. Yeah. If you're starting like putting them in that people are going to be hurting your loved ones like oh, I mean, no. it's just going to start getting a bit dangerous it's crazy <laughs> i feel like pio manny though like relish that yeah he did it. Do you he know who, thrived. Do you know who like took to it like a duck to water was james cronin 
Did he gets up beating his chest. Yeah. 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 There were some injuries. I think the first session, James Conan went to Dame, uh, went to Dave Kilcoyne and hurt him. Like in the oh, first stop. session, I was like, oh no, no, no. skin and hair flying. Um, mm. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that goes in, in Leinster. Uh, but we better keep going, let's. <laughs> Ulster, we said, beat Edinburgh 28-14. Yeah. John Cooney ran the show, scored 18 points. Yeah. Uh, kicked like a dream. Um, scored Intercept his own try. Troy. Intercept yeah. try. Um, so it was beautiful. So Ulster have Connacht, as we said, um, yeah. in two weeks' time. And I can see Ulster. So if Ulster beat Connacht in that quarterfinal, they then get their home semi-final, yeah. okay. which is really big. That's, a, that's massive for them. I think that will go well for them. I think they need to stay at home for the knockout stages because it's it's they built Kingspan. As a mm-hmm. as a fortress now, so um, they've come good. I think their form now has come. Like they had obviously such a dip after losing to Leinster that it was just like that. I know it was like flicked a switch on them, and they just like turned from this incredible team on a that everyone was like, oh, this is the only team that'll challenge Leinster in the URC, and then we beat them, and then it was just like turmoil for a couple of a couple of months, like. A, a long period of time anyway for them and they're they're back good now and obviously yeah. John Cooney hasn't been starting he's been coming off the bench so he started the weekend so I think that'll do his confidence a, a world of good but um, and obviously then they've been interchanged with Doak at 9 trying Doak at 10 for Billy Burns so um, it'll be interesting to see I think they can go with any combination once the, the lads are Mm. you know they can all play it's just mm. what combination is thriving at yeah, the time yeah. so yeah I think they'll go what's they'll the latest with John Cooney going to Scotland Jason have you any update on he that he hasn't signed yet I know he hasn't ruled it out I believe yeah, yeah. So, but he's playing well to play for Scotland yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. he's Scottish qualified I, I didn't know yeah, that somehow I know that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Try, he was trying to do a Ben Healy on it <laughs> he tried to jump on the Ben Healy train and yeah. it took off without him but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's still at the station yeah. Yeah. But maybe actually because he's an incredible player like, he yeah, runs class, the show for class. Ulster yeah. and anyone with a boot like that is you know, yeah. invaluable like, yeah. I know he's going to France he should get a oh, big yeah. paycheck they love their kicking nines yeah John, if you're listening, man, you can have all that advice for free. Uh, <laughs> John, can we Never just sign another Ulster? Yeah, <laughs> forget that. Oh, <laughs> Two more years. He must have something brewing up in Belfast, some business. Rip that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot, yeah. <laughs> you can sit, get a lot of cash playing down in France. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you can do it in two years. Yeah. <laughs> do it in two years' time. Um, with playing at home, these home fixtures, Leinster obviously don't have to leave the Viva Stadium or the RDS for the next couple of weeks. Every game seems to be there, which they deserve. It's like the dubs in football, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to Leinster, lads. The families would be delighted with that. But Ulster um, getting the quarterfinal at home, maybe the semi-final if they beat Connacht. What I never played at the top URC level or European level at home. Like, what's that like? It, it does it make that much of a difference playing at home? Um, well, I haven't either, so I haven't played many like <laughs> semi-finals or finals or anything like that. But um, it's sort of like one of those things you don't really think about it um, a whole pile because it's sort of um, you're so used to. I suppose every second week or every second game mm. you're playing away throughout the season. But then it's just like the sort of subtleties of being able to sleep in your own bed the night before and being able to go down to the RDS and do the captain's run the day before and, you know, you can chill out and you just, again, I was talking about familiarity earlier. You have a lot of familiarity with obviously being at home and mm. you can go down and get a coffee, go for a walk, whatever you do. And it's sort of an easier routine than having to lug, carry, um, you know, your bags around yeah. an airport trying to get onto the flight and the buses and it just takes its toll a little bit subtly. Mm. And I don't think you realise that until 
I suppose you're fresh and having not to travel and being out there. You don't. It's just you don't really think about it. It's another thing. But I think it's definitely a massive advantage. Yeah. Leaving fans aside, mm-hmm. obviously it's huge having the line pit in full voice. Like, <laughs> the <but> line <laughs> pit. Oh my god. But, uh, <laughs> you're dead right. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, Would you notice the fans though? Like you played in your C games and yeah. the RDS packed out. Would you notice the fans? Um, or do you even your head just in a rock somewhere? Oh, no, yeah, you would, yeah, because yeah, momentum shifts and you really feel, you can really feel it like when something, like I was at a football game yesterday and it was, you know, Westmead loud game and like, you know, we were winning about eight points at half time, and, you know, the whole place was mostly loud fans and it's just silence and then, you know, they get a couple of points and then a goal goes in and all of a sudden it's like this place just comes alive yeah. and they eventually carried that momentum through and there was no way they were going to lose it because the fans and, you know, everyone's behind them and it's just... The energy it's shifts, so big, yeah. like mm. in, the, in those, those big games as well. It's um, if you've got a majority of fans that are vocal and really behind their team and love it, like passionate, mm. that's you can't replace that 100%. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, Lindsay, we want to move on to the Ireland women's team. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> they lost 48 nil at home to England, which on paper is not ideal, right. But I kind of looked into it a little bit more and they held England scoreless for 30 minutes. Yeah. And England are world finalists. They're the best. They're, I think they're number one in the world, women's rugby. Yes. So like, that's actually pretty decent to, to be able to do that. So there's something there. Yes, they absolutely. They weren't just hockeyed for the whole game. There's something there, is there? Yeah, that's the, um, like England have beaten all, in all three rounds has been more than 50 points they've put on, on, on their opposition. So like going into the game, uh, I was on on comms and we the, the three of us who were doing the analysis were kind of saying anything under 60 we'd be happy with on just like because the bar had been set in the previous round based off the other games yeah, um, yeah. so 48 nil. I know people are like nah it's Jesus you know a cricket score but it actually Ireland played really well the girls scrambled defence uh, their work rate was chatting to Elsie Hughes and someone and yesterday they came to our final um, and they're sore and Christy Haney as well I was like are you guys sore they're like how could you not be because like England are big. England look out of source now, not to take away from the result, they really looked out of source, really like unforced errors, like offloads, just expecting a, a white shirt to be there and turn over. So um, I think if I'm honest, I, I think they were looking ahead to the championship game this weekend with France. So okay. they are both unbeaten going in. They've It's a sellout standalone in Twickenham. I think there's 50,000 tickets was the last time I heard uh, sold. So wow. new records being set there. Yeah, so that's huge. Yeah, yeah, but listen, we won't take away from the Ireland girls. I think there was uh, their scrum was uh, hugely positive. Their lineup was a lot more consistent because actually on the stats, they had done well against Wales and Italy statistically with their lineup, but had really dropped against France. And I was thinking, right, when you're under pressure and your set piece, you have no launch ball for, for your backs or any set play like we've just spoke mm. about even with Leinster. So it's essential to how good your um your attacking is going to be your attacking platform but uh like Elsa had a great break off a of scrum um they went we nearly got in for a couple of tries well definitely one try off a mall we could have went blind there was a mismatch and it was just that's the naivety of the inexperience but i think that time will come um so all eyes are on edinburgh this weekend because yeah. Scotland beat Italy so that's not ideal so they both have points on the boards and Ireland have no wins so if we have to have any hope um, so England, France and Wales have qualified their guaranteed qualification for tier one of this new WX15s and it'll be now Break that down a little bit for people that don't understand this tier one stuff Yes so um, 
basically there's a new obviously WX15 so this is a now worldwide competition to bring in extra games that World Rugby have devised that's going to start in November this year so basically whoever finished in the top three of this year's Six Nations was going into tier one so that's the likes still going with the likes of USA Canada Australia New Zealand so all the top um, basically world class like the top tier of the world rankings um just the best teams in the world they'll go into this tier one um, and they'll play off and then now uh, fourth and fifth will play off well whoever finishes fourth and fifth one of them will go against the playoff with Spain to for tier two and mm. then whoever finished last will go into tier three. So that's what we're fighting for is to get that's into tier two. Yeah, well, at this stage, I'd say it was, it's going to be a playoff with Spain and then whoever wins that playoff will go into tier two. So that's, okay. as far as I, I know, that's my understanding of it. So um, loads of conundrums now, but like mm. going away to Edinburgh. We're on the back of a loss. Scotland were on the back of a big win against Italy. They they actually played well. I caught the end of that game after the after the girls' game finished in Cork. So, yeah, Scotland played well. Uh, Jake Conkle is back. Um, Rachel Malcolm obviously is their captain. Played well. Um, Lisa Thompson is back. Uh, I think um, Helen Nelson had her fiftieth cap. So, like they have some big names with a lot of experience. There's some youth coming in as well. Um, so your heart obviously says Ireland will win what's your head saying though do you think we have a chance of beating Scotland away in Edinburgh do you know I do I do actually mm. if we can give the endeavour and the work rate that we showed against England and we can finalise you know we showed glimpses of some good set piece some good back plays we get we actually won some collisions we got some gain line momentum so if we can get from football um, and build on that and not turn over the ball in the opposition 22 like that's what I'd like to see from them. Like when you're in the opposition 22, as you know, like we can't come away without any points. So if you're gone, you've gone three times to 22 and you're not really getting to the trial line, we'll take the three points, mm. Do you know. So we need to get points on the boards and have a bit more game management about it and basically bring all of the learnings. And we said this was going to be incremental changes, all the learnings, all the positives over the previous four rounds. If we could see them all come in one consistent performance now away in Edinburgh, I think... We'll do well. Like yeah. we went up to, we played Scotland in uh, Kingspan last year and it was an Enya Breen, like a try in the 80th minute and she converted her own try and we just got over the line and we didn't get the wooden spoon, you know. But would you want to be Scotland? Like Scotland have that and they're, you know, that's going to be their motivation, you know, going into this. Yeah. This well, we round. hope the girls can do it for us, hopefully. Um, yeah. It's tough. It is tough. We understand, but they're, they, they're trying their best and they also had that 30 minute period yep. against the best team in the world mm -hmm. so it's there somewhere and just work on that and hopefully we get uh, and they had a crap the you know they had a crap couple of weeks media wise and yeah. you know all eyes have been on them so look everyone just needs to leave them alone let them do their thing do Ireland win Ireland win yeah, yeah there you go yeah, you heard it here no first doubt. we're all behind I you girls no yeah. um, okay so the man of the moment Mr. Con O'Brien hola we <laughs> <laughs> We just, before we finish up, we just want to kind of touch on your career. So you're a Mullingar man, yep. but I believe that you are more of a hurdler and a footballer and that rugby uh, was your third love. It was at the when I first started, yeah, because I only started around 11, I'd say. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm not actually 100% sure what I was around then. And then I was GA, my dad, my, you know, they're awfully, my mum and dad are both from awfully. He won yeah. an all, uh, under 21 All-Ireland, I believe, the county's In only one. 1988, yeah. yeah. Um, they won the under twenties there last, two years ago. So they beat Dublin. They, yeah, oh. yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, and then the age group grade obviously was changed, but yeah, it was, it was similar enough. But um, 
But you played hurling for Westmead. Yeah, football as well. And you played football to minor level with Westmead yeah. as well. That's pretty I wasn't good, really man. playing football that much. Uh, and then I came back in the off season with the rugby and uh, I got called into the All Ireland quarterfinal of the minor that year against Mayo. So I only played one game, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a tough game. I was out of my feet for the whole game. <laughs> What's your position? Good. I was midfielder. I was going to think. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm playing a bit now, like, you know, going in reverse, I'm very taking it very easy. Like I went back and like felt a nick in my hamstring. I got concussed, and oh, it's just no. it's. Uh, I'm taking it very easy, but uh, yeah, the fitness is just completely different. My God, it's, it's very quick, isn't yeah, it? The repeatability, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a different fitness, you know. It's yeah. more constant and acceleration, deceleration. Rugby's like. You just have to go balls out, and then it's you get your you get your breast get your break, go again, sort of thing. So yeah. it's slightly different. It's more constant, and it's uh, very enjoyable, I have to yeah. say. But yeah, no, I would have been GA through and through, and uh, the professionalism of rugby, I suppose, was a main uh, attraction for me. But um, of course, yeah, it paid off in the end, and you yeah. end up getting spotted through the club system, which is interesting. It did. So yeah. You played for Mullingar or RFC, and then went into Sub Academy, was it? <laughs> yeah, so it would have been Mullingar, and then you went to like the Midlands, and then Leinster eighteens, nineteens, twenties, Sub Academy, Academy, sort of thing. So you did every step nice along the way. Uh, yeah, I did did it all pretty much. Nice. I didn't play Leinster nineteens actually. I went from eighteens to twenties. But, but that's when you know that, you're good when you skip. Well, the not really. Category. <laughs> I can really. say that. I think it was just because I, I was in Dublin anyway for college. So I, I think it was. He's just being modest. Wayne Mitchell was being <laughs> kind to me. I yeah. think. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, like it's just a different path. But again. It's uh, there's still opportunities there for anyone with the ability and the drive to go and do it. Yeah. Um, no one really gets overlooked in this day and age. I'll say that. So, and the coaching level is you do have to make more of an effort to like I was you know twice or three times a week going up a carload of lads mm. after school, uh, secondary school, going up to Bray or Nace to do like a sort of a I think it's like a. I don't even know. I can't even remember the name of what it was, but it was for like, say, five lads in your region that were good and were going to get called into probably the Irish eight or the talent identification program. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that was like it because it was an hour, you know, both ways um, after school, twice a week. Some shifts like after school. Yeah, that was probably like those sort of things are maybe a little bit more difficult. But I mean, if the effort and the, you know, you want to do it it's worth it and it paid off because then you ended up making it into the Leinster senior team yeah which is mm-hmm. incredible and as we said earlier you 28 caps 30 points which means you scored six tries yeah that's, yeah. that's decent man it wasn't 10 drop goals <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah no it was yeah I suppose looking back on it, it's good I never really reflect on it too much uh, it was obviously a, a bitter sweet sort of career mm-hmm. um, you know well, that's the thing unfortunately you had to retire at the age yeah. of 26 like, yeah. like you hadn't even reached your peak arguably mm-hmm. And you just had this hamstring injury that you just couldn't shake off. Mm. It's quite common across a couple of lads, but yours was worse, I've heard. You had three surgeries yeah, on it. Yeah. My peak was probably, probably when I was about 12. Years of age. <laughs> but then after that, then it's sort of come down. Um, yeah, so the I had two right hamstrings, my left ACL, my left hamstring. Oh, my God. It was just it was just the time frame. It was two years sort of period. So That was all in two years? Yeah. And they're all kind of about half, like back to back, pretty much. So. Oh god! I don't know. Lord, that is so Lord hard. Is looking down on me, saying "Don't play rugby," kind of thing. <laughs> Something's telling me not to. So um, yeah, it was That's tough. difficult, but it sort of galvanises you because nothing really can mm. bother me too much anymore mm. um, with regards to negativity or you know something happening to me. I don't really care too much for 
feeling sorry for myself. So um, yeah, it, it's these things make do make you stronger. I know it's kind of cheesy, but it is. No, I agree true. with that so much, man. I love that you've taken a positive swing in it as well. Yeah, well, there's no point sitting down crying about it. Yeah, lying around, you know. Yeah, being upset the whole time. Yeah. It's sad, but I mean, it is what it is. We move. Was it tough initially? And um, was it a big conversation or was the decision back on you or was it taken out of your hands? But um, bit of both, yeah. yeah. It was sort of like, look, I think it's time to, like, you, this one is kind of, it's not really going away. Um, lingering pain. Mm. And then the, the it, just, it, it just wasn't right. I went back to come back on it and uh, in training I just tore. And it was sort of like it, the conversation was had then and there and I sort of knew that it was my time. So yeah. it was, you know, the honeymoon period's over now. It's, you know, I'm working away. And it is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to as To change easy. a life. Yeah, it is way different, like way different. And like, I mean, I work from home mm. and well, hybrid sort of maybe in the office one day a week. And it's what so, do you do? Or can we ask? Uh, I work in a digital transformation company called Ooh. Tech Enable. So yeah, we're sort of an IT company there, just actually just down the road. So it's very modern, very fancy. Very modern, yeah. Well, like, I do agree with you. I, I, I retired through choice, mm-hmm. and but you had to retire through injury. So I just think it's it is really. I found it hard, but I can only imagine how hard it is for someone that has to retire through injury and the transition. People don't realize, Lindsay, you're up. You haven't finished completely yet, but you finished like playing at for Ireland, where you go from every day going in training with like thirty of your best mates, yeah. and then all of a sudden on a Monday morning you're sitting in your room working from home, and it's just such a big change. But it is part of the lifestyle, mm-hmm. and it's part of the choice to play professional rugby. And a lot of people would buy your left hand mm. off to have done what you did like you played for the best team in Europe mm. you played for Ireland under 20s you beat the All Blacks you're you in did. that team yes. that beat the All Blacks yeah, in the yeah. World Rugby so like when you look at it on paper you had a really good career yeah and I presume you look back on it positively yeah well I mean I did look back on it positively until you said yeah. all that stuff <laughs> now I'm kind of sad <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go back and do it all again yeah. <laughs> but being <laughs> the, nobody yeah. Uh, yeah it is what it, like I mean that's life like I mean we only have Eight or ninety years on the planet, I did good things for a couple of years, and I plan on doing good years, good things in the years to come as well. So yeah, there's good. no, like, there's more to life than rugby, and there's people in way worse situations. So I'm completely happy, although I would like to be out there playing, you yeah. know, and getting ready, hopefully, to be playing in finals rugby. It's not the the hand I was dealt, and I'm mm. completely okay with that. So I'm just going to go after my career like a dog with a bone and you know I'll be quite content love that yeah well you've been there done it got the t-shirt got the caps Um, but your favourite moment what would have been would have been beating the baby blacks in the World Um, Cup that was good yeah but then we went uh, I was talking about Glasgow that time and it's kind of a a peculiar one but we went to Glasgow uh, my, I made my debut and I played really 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 bad uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to hang up my boots then and there like, I never thought I was going to play again and uh, I went and we played them uh, I think it was the year after maybe two years after and it was sort of like this grudge game because that was a game that we were reminded of every week oh, like, no for way. like two years or a year oh, and Jesus. a half and we were like you know these guys are having nearly like they literally were up on the wall in, like because you know they're a couple of motivation pieces mm. just like previous victories previous um, defeats and that was one of them so we were yeah. looking at this thing the whole time and myself jimmy and will um and hugo were playing so we had the four musketeers playing and uh, <laughs> we went out and beat them and that was just very it was a freezing you know minus one degrees in, in scottstown yeah. and 
freezing cold and we just grounded out and it was probably just the most satisfying one. I think a, a lot of lads would say that that was one of their more satisfying ones. So that's class. a bit mad. Yeah. And I had some good days with Clintarf obviously then as well and AILs and you stuff. You won AIL, and, yeah. And then Mullingar back in the day and things like that. So there's I have loads nice. of loads of good memories. I think Clintarf just scraped their yeah. semi final win yeah, the weekend, mad. didn't they? Yeah. season goes, they were blowing everything 13, out of the water 12, and then it just yeah. scraped 13 12 um, yeah. the weekend. So Looking forward to an AIL final now, hopefully in the Aviva. Against Terranor, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a good game. Oh, yeah, yeah I was wondering who won that. It was Young Monsters. Uh, sorry, yeah, Monsters it was Cork on, was it? Yeah. Was it Young Monsters? Oh, no, sorry. Tarfit, Young Monsters, Terranor beat Cork on, was Cork on, yeah. Both home teams want to be a good final, Clontarf, Terranor. Very good. Um, but that's mad that, you, like, I don't know if you know, he, you lived at Hugo Keane and Will Connors, Jimmy O'Brien. I, no, not Hugo. Hugo was next door to us. <laughs> in his own house. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had, like, there's about, I think there's about, there was about 10 or 8 or 10 Leinster lads living in that sort of cluster of houses just in behind the church there on uh, Klonski. Mm. Um, I probably shouldn't have said that then, like, they were going to have. Yeah, uh, the, the, all the <laughs> fans going All the fans yeah. would be like, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, there's, there's loads of lads in there and it is good crack, to say the least. But. It's very, very fun living with the lads and I was sorry to move out, but it just yeah. sort of made sense. I was able to work remotely. And I think the Levies are in there as well. The Levies are in there. Dan and Adam Robbie Levy. Robbie Henshaw. And Bro, all the lads Astros. are in there. Taylor, Caelan Dyer, Michael Mill, back out the lads. In. There's like honestly about eight or ten. No yeah. way. Keep us that address That's now. We'll go why, after the show. Probably why Lens are so good. They're all hanging out with each other. They're all best mates. Yeah. Yeah. Just they gaming and going for house. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing everything. Sharing jocks the whole lot. We don't need really. We don't really Sharing leave the job. building, you know, we just uh, live in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> just pull out your sleeping bag and uh, go uh, to bed. Like, that's watch. brilliant. That's hilarious. That's the secret now. Yeah. They so, just live in the gym. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, going forward, you're working in this IT tech company. Am, you're yeah. playing for uh, Mulligar Shamrocks. Mulligar Shamrocks. Yeah. Nice. I could see you in a Westmead jersey now. No, no, no. No? No, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. I'm playing a bit of junior football. It? Is it casual or are you nah, kind of hoping to play county or something? No, no, no. Casual, yeah. You're I'm only terrible. 26, 27? Awful. Yeah, but sure. I don't have, I don't have a left hand. There's an awful smell of fucking shite here now. Well, just, that. Oh, yeah. no, I'm honestly, playing junior sure. football. I can't, I can't really run that fast or well <laughs> at all. Because of the hamstring? Yeah. Are you oh, full fair, back fair. now? You're just kind of reading the game. and No, I'm still midfield, trucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking. Playmaker. Yeah. Literally just like... Getting by, yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's, it's tough. I tell you, it's tough. Game, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have to go on a snoop now yeah, and watch him. This, there'll be some like recorded footage of yeah. me, like, sprinting, scoring an yeah. own point or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Heading it into my own net. <laughs> Or the off the year like this colossus who's like absolutely no, ruling no, the game. It's definitely not that, but um, no, it's good. It's good, and I, I tell you, like some of my best mates from home are playing. Ah, oh, lovely. Um, and I grew up with them, and they're my best mates, and it's that's really enjoyable, and yeah. that is quite special, I will say. That's good. And um, because there's something a little bit different about the GA when it comes to that sort of um, bond and and togetherness, and actually, I only think about it now. It's like why Leinster might be so good as well, mm. is because like. Say you're Blackrock and Michaels, which is the two sort of main areas that we, that Leinster would pull their players from. It would be very similar feeling that I feel playing, say, football for Shamrocks that they would play in rugby for Leinster. Yeah. Like they're growing up the whole time and that's what they do and yeah. that's where they're going towards. And I think that's possibly one of the secrets to the success would be that sort of sense of the fact that they've been prepping for this since they came out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, all, they all grew up together. Yeah, like, exactly. It's yeah. class, yeah. And it's just like you've, you've that natural feeling of togetherness is mm. hard to, I suppose, 
make or pay for. Yeah. So. I don't know if you heard of everyone giving out about Leinster having these home fixtures and this big budget and but the thing Never is, like, all oh, their homegrown players, like, they're getting these fellas for free. They're yeah. growing up in, yeah. in Nace and whatever, yeah. like, so. Um, and they do sure. have a big population to pull from, obviously. Yeah. And then your your main source of players is from fee-paying schools, which the majority are in Dublin. So there is obviously massive advantages compared to other places. But Yeah. But that's just, like, a great schooling system. Like, in these, like, private schools are just, are basically mini academies. Like They are, yeah. 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 So but, what? how do you compete with that then? It's like, it's tough, you know. It's like the... Yeah the game in other places isn't as structured as well as in Dublin. So mm. it's sort of one of those things that, but it's not for a, a, a lack of trying because I, I will say that I think the the union are very good for expanding the game and mm -hmm. trying to get as many people playing as possible. So yeah. with regards to the structure, it's not as good, but then the actual opportunity to play the game, I think is pretty okay compared to some other sports or other of course countries is, yeah. in the world. So. Yeah, it's tricky though. It is. It's a tricky one, but Leinster got it right. Um, There's always going to be like a best team in a certain place, and Leinster for years were not good. So mm. just because they got it right, I mean, at the right time, it's the same with Dublin and the football. Yeah, I keep alluding to it, but like they weren't good for ten or fifteen years. Yeah. Very limited success at on All Ireland stage, and and Leinster the same. We were the whipping boys for a long time. So mm. in the early two thousands and stuff like that. So I think. They brought in the right people, made the right decisions on and off the pitch, and they're reaping the rewards. So I don't think there should be punishment per se for it. I think it's up to the rest of the people to catch up. Completely, yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. As a Munster man as well, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, guys, that's all we have time for. But before we go, we're going to do our Never Stop Competing moment of the week. Yep. Oh, of course, we're going to give it to Munster. Yeah. After their comeback from 19-3 down, sorry, 22-3 down, to draw 22 all against the Sharks away and get those two points we needed. Which is great. Well, Lomonster, proud of you boys. Give it to Leinster, no? Uh, not for last week, but <laughs> wasn't six. <laughs> New. <laughs> give it to Mike Gill. New records. Give it to Leinster last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, never stop competing. Yeah, I never stop competing. Moment of the week goes to Munster for their comeback uh, draw against Sharks with lads. And that's it for the show. Thank you so much, Connor. Thanks for, for having me. Appreciate yeah, it a lot. For your insight. Have fun. And best of luck with everything. Thank yeah. you very much. You're Thanks. a gentleman. Thank you very great much. Great to have you on the show. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, and so this week we have the European Cup. Leinster are playing Toulouse. Yes, they and are. And La Rochelle are playing Exeter. Mm. Hopefully your brother will be playing. Hopefully I'm on a flight to France. Oh, this nice. weekend to watch. Mm. Oh, That's the look, Sean O'Brien, nice. in the centre. In the centre. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then the URC uh, quarterfinals will be the following week, guys. But we will see you on Monday. Catch you then. And a big thank you, of course, to Bank of Ireland, our sponsors, proud supporters of the four Irish provinces. We'll catch you next week. Joe presents House of Rugby, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces.